Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Thursday, January 14th, and the NBA landscape has... Shifted. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Uh, Big news yesterday. Uh, If you live under a rock, um, in case you didn't know, uh, James Harden Harden was traded in a 14 trade uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. And... um, In exchange for everything they own. Yeah, it's... uh, wild turn of events just in the last couple days in the NBA. Uh it started I mean everyone was kind of figuring that at some point this season it might it might be rumored, right? But I don't think people expected it to happen this early in the season cuz like the other day James Harden in his post-game presser basically just said like yeah, we're done. And it was I don't know, it just seemed like it was kind of not premature, but it just happened so soon. Well, I think after that, it's it's kind of a case of get what what you can get while the getting's good from, yeah. from the Rockets' perspective because every hour that passes mm. that he's not traded, his value diminishes because they like, he's going to get paid either right way, right? So the yeah. other 29 teams in the NBA know that the Rockets are going to get progressively more and more desperate as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Brooklyn was like, you know what, let me just cut through the chase. I don't want to be involved in some kind of bidding war, yeah, right, yeah. with like Philly or, or Miami or something like that. Let's just get him, right? It doesn't matter what we're giving up. Yeah. Just to uh, get some of the facts out the way, the specifics. So There's a four-team trade. Four-team trade. So let's start with the team that got the least. So Cleveland got Jared Allen and Torian Prince, which, I mean, it's two nice young pieces, Nets. right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Torian, for Torian Prince, bad. I feel like, is more of like a contract to throw in with Jared Allen. I feel like Jared yeah. Allen's really the piece that they wanted. Because Jared Allen's like actually a very good young defensive player, right? Like oh, he's yeah. a defensive player of the year candidate. Um and he will be for a year so, if he so, stays healthy. So the Cavs not bad. I mean you, you you do get better with that trade, right? And you don't really have to you gave up Dante Exum. So I mean congratulations, you got better. Um I Which, think they were just there to make the money work, right? I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Except for I, Allen, I mean, I mean, they were there to make the money work. You have to offload some contract, and you have yeah. to, Make you know. room. But let's talk about... <laughs> this you... is this is crazy, right? So, <coughs> obviously, there's an NBA rule stemming from a few other terrible trades, mm-hmm. some of which involving the Nets, that you cannot trade consecutive first-round picks. Yeah. <laughs> so... The Nets got around this by offering pick swaps. So it's 2021 now, right? Yeah. They are trading a pick swap in 21, 23, 25, and 27, and straight up giving 22, 24, and 26. So they gave up three for free, and they also gave up the right to trade four. So for the next seven drafts, seven, they do not control their own first-round pick. Because if it's better than Houston's, it'll be swapped. And three of them they just gave away for free anyways. Yeah, so. I mean, we'll go into the specifics of why later, but you already yeah. know I don't I don't like a move like that for the for the Nets. I just 
I'll, I'll get into it yeah. later, but I yeah, I don't think that, that we're just trying to set, set a baseline before yeah. <laughs> we we start bringing our takes in because there is a lot just mathematically to unpack. To unpack here. Yes. Yeah. They also gave up. The Nets gave up Levert and Rodion's. I hope I'm pronouncing Rodion's Kurix. Rodion's Kurix to Houston, and the Rockets also get another first round pick from Cleveland and Dante Exum and Milwaukee. But it's technically Milwaukee's yeah. pick, right? And Brooklyn gets. A 2024 second round pick, I don't know, because somebody decided to. And then in a separate trade, it's also Levert and the second round pick for Ole. So now Ole's in Houston and Levert is in Indy. So that's all of what actually was traded. So, yeah, if if you're following along here, the Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodion's Kourix, and essentially eight draft picks. The Nets got James Harden, the Pacers got Karis LeVert and a second rounder, and the Cavs got Jarrett Allen and Tarian Prince. So, so I, I'm going to tier these, right, in terms of, in my honest opinion, who won the trades, right? Yeah, we might have different order, but let's do this first. I think, th- I think the Pacers first, Rockets second, Nets third, Cavs fourth. And I'm going to explain why, because... Here's the thing. The Cavs, let me preface let me preface this but... by saying the Cavs didn't necessarily lose this trade. I was gonna say right, that. Yeah. Right? They don't they don't they get better, but them getting better it's a it's a very minor step towards getting better, and they're also still bad. So that's why I put them fourth, right? It doesn't really change their franchise a whole lot. That's why I put them fourth, right? The Nets I put the Nets I put third, right? Because they clearly get better because they added James Harden, who's a top five player in the NBA. Everybody is willing to admit that that's not that's not Up a for bold debate. statement, right? No. As much as I dislike the way he plays, and I think he's he gets a lot of you know ticky tack fouls and and he's kind of a diva. I can't argue the fact yeah, that he is a, a top he's, he's a top five player in the NBA. Like there's no denying that. But the reason I put them third is the Nets gave up their they mortgaged their future for a player who I don't see him working with the two other stars they have and they took they got rid of their whole bench they got rid of their future picks and we've seen in the past obviously it's a different scenario because Garnett and Pierce were definitely past their prime and that was just a foolish trade but we've seen the whole mortgaging your future We've seen it not work in the past with that same franchise, and I don't think that that move will will work. So I'm giving them third place because in the long term, I don't think this works. I, I don't think they get a championship out of it. I know that's what they had to do, but I don't think it'll work. And then I put the, the Rockets second because like the Cavs, they got better, but they're still not, they're still not a great team this year. No, they're going to be back but for a while. But here's the thing. I put them second because they got seven first-round picks, which, or eight, I guess, technically. Which is, I mean, if you're a GM, you turn (laughs) one superstar into Victor Oladipo, two players, and eight picks. Yeah, that's that's a good trade. Um, And then, then obviously, I put the Pacers first because the Pacers are already a playoff team, and they just added a six-man-of-the-year candidate player who is probably going to start for them, so he... Is probably, yeah, they have to replace. You Oli, have right? to think he'll improve, right? If he gets even more chunk playing time, uh, and a second rounder, 
And I, I just think that that's like a sneaky good move for the Pacers where they really, uh, this may be controversial, but I think they got a player that's very similar skill-wise to Oladipo. And, Younger and less injured. Yeah, and Oladipo's coming off an injury. And like, yeah, he's still good, but he's not the same player he was before the injury, right? I mean, you look at the stats before the injury. He was, you know, one the of the best players in the league. And Victor Oladipo didn't want to be there. It was it was pretty apparent coming out of his his camp that he wanted to move on from Indiana. So you took care of that problem. You got a player yeah, you, that is comparable on offense and uh, and is young. You can unleash the bonus a little bit more as well. So so I think I that's why I think the the Pacers came out best in this trade. See when when I first heard this <laughs> drop on Twitter and. Lee and I talked about this off the air just casually before we really went and did our research. I I was like, wow, this is, I don't know how I think about this for Brooklyn. They gave up so much. Like, this reminds me of the Billy King special, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. As a Celtics fan, fond memories of the Billy King special, right? A fleece job. But then I was, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking to myself, like, if I'm the GM of Brooklyn, right? Now, I know I don't have a championship team. As much as I want to tell myself that I do, that's mm-hmm. probably not even an NBA Finals team. That bench plus KD plus Kyrie. Well, I mean, you it's just a gutted your bench. Sure. You just well, yeah. gutted well, your yeah, bench. Yeah, but it's a, but it's a, but the thing is, here's the thing: it's a playoff team, but it's not a Finals team, right? It it just there's, isn't even in the East. There's too and, much that can go wrong with that team. Well, yeah, but but and, and again, so so you you have something that it's not a it's not a championship team, right? And how many free agents are there realistically out there? Of course. That really swing, or even not even free agents, like players that you could realistically trade for. Because most of the best players in the league are on very, very long contracts with other pretty good teams yeah. that will not trade them, right? Like Giannis and guys like that. Mm-hmm. So the only two options really is Harden and Bradley Beal that really move the needle for a team that's trying to compete for a championship, yeah. right? Okay, so you have two options. And because of age and other circumstances, this is probably still less than you would have to give up for Bradley Beal. Yeah, but I think for Bradley Beal, it works better for your team. Well, yes, I think it works. We'll get into that in a second. I think it works, but... And, and, and to, I don't think the Rockets win a ton either because I was saying this to Lee also unless Brooklyn is just awful right after let's say three years from now let's say they're good for the next two years and then they're just terrible yes then it's great for Houston because those draft picks are going to be in the lottery but if it's not if if let's say they're even like a seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs Mm. well great you just traded James Harden for seven number 16 picks yeah well that doesn't help Mm. right because number 16 picks statistically do not turn into all NBA players. Yeah. Like, yes, Donovan Mitchell is the exception, right? But, but statistically, that doesn't happen. So it's kind of a lose-lose. I like what Indy did because I do think that Levert is really good and only wanted out anyways. And Levert just seems also more of a level head and he'll work better in the team. And that's kind of the whole like Indiana thing. Now they're like, we're a team play team. You know, we don't really have a superstar. Everybody gets theirs. And so that's good for them. But I I think this trade is just like, it just shows how important 
a super like multiple superstars are in the current NBA to wing, and secondly, how much you win. And I, I I mentioned this to Lee as well. I said this reminds me not to as bad of an extent of the Kevin Love trade that the Cavs did because the Cavs were like, well, Braun and Kyrie alone is not going to beat the Warriors, right? Mm -hmm. Which was at that time the best team. So we have to go out and get somebody else, and yeah. they gave up a bunch. And the team will still suck. So, I mean, the Cavs kind of won that. Because, Wiggins, which in retrospect well, was a good trade. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, here's the thing. Again, as we've said this on previous pods. Every franchise would trade 10 years of sucking for one championship. Yes. Right? So if the Nets get one title out of this, it's worth it that for them. Like, them suck. Like That's what they tried to do in the Billy King special, right? And they got yeah. to the NBA Finals. If they had won that title, nobody would care about that trade. Because you're like, well, we're going to trade the one title for eight years of being terrible. Every franchise would do that. Unless you're the Lakers or Boston, right? Yeah. So I just, just think it's just a mess in general. Now we're I, gonna talk about the basketball side, and this is a little <laughs> bit sketchier. Well, I just here. So first, I just want to say, I think this trade. I get again. I get that they had to make this trade, right? Because of what you just said. Like you need a you need another superstar. That's just what it takes to win these days. But I just think the mis. I kept saying this on on Twitter yesterday, right? And it like. It's exactly the point I'm trying to make. The thing that messes this up is Kyrie. If it were KD and James Harden on this team, I would have a very different opinion. I'd say this team is a is a juggernaut, right? And now all of a sudden the team to beat in the East, right? But because Kyrie is there and he's such a question mark in every sense, that's why I think this team is just... The, the, it are, yeah. they're not gonna make it work it's yeah, because personality of him. wise this is a mess right personality I mean, wise but also straight up x's and o's right you think yeah. about two guards that require the ball in their hands for a large share of the game right of, of the shot clock of each possession right both guys yeah. are extremely ball dominant and they're neither james harden is not I, he's not that great a passer right everyone's going oh well he gets triple doubles yeah but he, all his passes are like are pick and roll passes stuff like that right he's not that great a passer and Kyrie Irving obviously we know not the best not known for it either yeah not not known for his passing right and they're both one of them's gonna have to play off ball at a time and like we know James Harden can we know Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. can but guess yeah. what they both at this point in their don't careers believe that they are the guy the number one and I don't I'm sorry I don't see Kyrie Irving taking a back seat because we all know he wanted to leave Cleveland because he was tired was of being in the back seat up. right James Harden also we know doesn't want to be in the back seat and the thing is K KD's the best player on that team Oh, pff, and he has no issue just being like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get my 15 shots a game. I'll still put up, you know, 25 to 30 points and I can play off ball. I can take a back seat if I need to. Right. Like, that's the hilarious thing about this. Well, the right? funny thing is we're talking about KD being the mature one here. Right. Which is hilarious in and of itself. Right. Because, I mean, the burner account special and he's the mature one on this team. But uh, that aside, it just physically, talking, it literally yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Because one of them's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll come off the bench. No one's going to want to no, do a no, mellow. No, no. Right? And, they can, and they can't do that. That's not realistic. And it's just, I, it's not. Because who's going to start at that point? They're, they don't have anything. It's not those, going really. to work. I it's think not the, going the to work. yeah, the, the, going into the X's and O's thing, 
both all three of them guys, averaged like 20 shots a game the last yeah, three seasons. Both, I mean, both of those, literally, James Harden the last yeah. three seasons has averaged a minimum of 20 shots per game. Kyrie's averaged like high teens, and so is KD. There's yeah, well, not KD's, there's not yeah. 60 shots for three players. But, yeah, the every funny night. thing is the funny thing is right. It's it's actually a very unique situation because. They're not inefficient. No, none, none of, of them, them are inefficient. inefficient. They're all they very all, efficient. They all require the ball in their hands in order to, to do what they that. do. Yeah. The, the problem is that since... Because on Cleveland, when Cleveland won that title and they were really dominant, obviously LeBron James was the primary ball handler. And I don't mean to, like... Obviously, Kyrie Irving has better handles than LeBron James. Like that's Yes, but obvious. LeBron James but LeBron is the passer. LeBron was the primary ball handler. The, yeah. yeah. And Kyrie was using his handles more in isolation. He was kind of an ISO score. He played actually pretty off ball, but he wasn't happy doing that. It's the same thing with James Harden, right? James Harden. He did that with Chris Paul, right? He did it with well, he did it with Chris Paul, and he did it when he was on the, the Thunder. Thunder right? That was Early that's a different career. James Harden, though. Yeah, but even James Harden, the superstar, he's not using the ball handler ability to go out and and be a floor general. He's using it because he's an excellent scorer in ISO, right? He has that mean step back that everybody knows. I mean, he can cook, right? There's no doubt that he can cook. Yes. I think it's just going to be a case of one of them's going to have to figure it out. And if they don't, it's going to be a mess. Yes. I and, just and, don't and think the thing it's going to happen, and it's going to be a even, mess. We haven't even talked about the fact that Kyrie Irving is just like MIA sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. Just, like, what's happening right now? Like, what's happening right now, right? He went and was partying uh, when he was supposed Mass to be sitting us. out. And, and now, you know, we got all this drama. Who knows what's happening? Stephen A is calling for Kyrie Irving to retire, which that's not going to happen. No, but yeah, you brought it up the other day, and it's actually a really good point. At the end of the day, you look at James Harden, you say, okay, that guy, you can tell, though, as you know, as much of a diva as he is, or like, you know, as much as he didn't want to be in Houston, you can tell at the end of the day, basketball is what he wants to do, right? With Kyrie Irving, if he was that, he, I don't think he would care. I, I genuinely yeah. think he does not care about yeah. basketball. Like, it's just, we, like, we something about he does. Like, like, Harden, as much as people make fun of, of <laughs> Harden, right? It's like, oh, like, he's kind of dumb. He goes and does stupid stuff, like, going to, like, strip clubs and, and stuff like that. That's not... This is going to sound bad, but that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're doing it in your free time. Like, who cares, right? Let the man spend his free time. Not, not in the COVID times, obviously, but let the man spend his time and money how he wants, right? Because at the end of the day... He does put in the work, and he does show that he's committed to being a winning NBA player. He doesn't go and just miss games for quote-unquote personal reasons, right? Mm. And Kyrie, whether he puts up the work in the gym or not, I don't know. I don't know, Kyrie. I don't, I don't work for the Nets, right? But he's always out in the media for, I wouldn't even say dumb things, for just controversial just crap like he's just well i think he tries to he's be not, contrarian just for the sake of being contrarian yeah. right and that like it's fine but he wants to be at, kaepernick but at the end of the day kaepernick still you know kaepernick, kaepernick organically right like Kyrie yeah, and, and also tries to i don't know it's kaepernick got in trouble because other people reacted to a thing that he did that had no impact on his football ability Kaepernick standing versus kneeling for the anthem doesn't affect his ability to throw the ball. Kyrie not showing up for games, right? And Kyrie going out without a mask and, and, and Kyrie being in the papers and getting fined, that affects his availability for the Nets. 
Well, right? <clears throat> I'm not going to get into all that, right? Because that opens a whole other can of worms. But I'm just saying, Kyrie Irving seems to, just for the sake of being contrarian... To want he, to be contrarian. He just tries to go against the grain sometimes, I feel like, just because he thinks that's, that's what's going to generate... I don't know. I... It, I just, again, at the end of the day, I just don't think he really cares about what happens on the basketball court. It, I really don't. No, he likes the paycheck, but other than that. But does he really, like, I feel like he just doesn't really care at the end of the day. He just, yeah. he, he gives you no indication that he is willing to really try for <laughs> for your team. I mean, let's, let's not forget, this is the dude who left LeBron James. <laughs> that, is, that is a good point. Like, I'm sorry... If this is going to sound bad, but you have to have an ego the size of the sun to think on a team with LeBron James that you are going to be anything other than option 1A, right? He's 1, you're 1A, maybe 1B. I mean, Kevin Love, okay? People don't give Kevin Love enough credit. Because he's kind of a little bit sensitive, right? And he hasn't been putting a preseason. Kevin Love on the T-Wolves was averaging like 26 and 13 a game. And he was like, nah, I'll sit in the corner and shoot threes because I want to win the title. (laughs) Think about it. He was a top five player in the NBA unquestionably on the Timberwolves. And he was like, no, I want to win. So I'll just score 18 a game, get my 15 rebounds. Well, he's also just an adult and, and was like, you know what? I will shelve my ego or my stats. Yeah, because so I want to win. A championship. And now look, it's ruined his career. But hey. Hey, but he has a championship. I think, right? I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer probably because of that ring. If he doesn't have that ring, is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. No. Right? Um, so I, I, Kyrie just hasn't shown – like you don't leave – a situation like that, right? Well, it's just it's been a downward trend. I mean, since this time then. with the Celtics was a disaster, and his Nets fan. career is not off to a better start. He played twenty games last year. He played twenty, right? So he's barely played for the Nets. He's barely played in general the last three seasons. So I, I just, yeah. it's gone downhill since then, and I'm not gonna say it's, uh, uh, you know, related, but. I mean, it was not a good decision. And let's I let's again, move to the let's move to the to the Houston thing real quick because obviously they're the other major part. I mean, the other two teams are kind of minor partners. Yeah. I know that Sam Hinkie is going to be like rolling over in his grave when I say this. I don't think that they're going to use all of those picks. No, I mean, they're I don't gonna, think they're they gonna, should use all of those. No, picks. they shouldn't. They should package them because, like you said, not all of them are going to have that much of value. So while they're still, you know, and theoretical, also, do you really and they're want still a team of of all like first and second year players. But no, but, like that doesn't win in the NBA. Here's the thing: like right now, the those those picks, right? They have value because they are. Oh my gosh, there's so many first round picks, right? You should bundle a couple of them, right, and try and go get like a legitimately good player, right? While they're still, yeah, theoretically good, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Until I, until I agree with that. until you know the season of 2023 yeah. when we're like, oh, the Nets are actually still good. That pick's gonna be like a 23rd overall pick, and it doesn't have as much value, right? So yeah. you should take like three of those picks, two or three of those picks, and try and trade them for like, I don't know, Bradley Beal or some someone like that, right? Yeah. That you can bring in. Oh man, and build around Beal and Houston. That'd be a disaster. Here's the thing. 
right? Look at this roster right now, the major components. So they have all these picks, right? Cool. They have John Wall, which is like, eh. They have Oladipo, which is a little bit better than eh, but doesn't really move the needle. It's like, what is... First that, of all, this, that this team, team just doesn't really have playoffs. an identity right now. Like, they're not going to make the playoffs, but no, they're not the T-Wolves either. No. So they're going to be stuck in the worst spot <laughs> But here's the the thing, right? Like you look at the, you look at the Rockets. I think they're, they're kind of embracing the role where they're, they're probably just going to try and offset a bunch of really good, like of their, their players. Cause like they're already fielding calls for PJ Tucker. Right. And I'm sure it's not going to take, I'm sure it's not going to take long. It's not going to take long for somebody to try and trade for, for Oladipo as well. Right. Like it's it's stuff like that. How are they going to move John Wall's contract? That's an awful contract. that's will be tough. forty million a year, and that's just a that bad contract. One thing I will say: their 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 guard defense will be very good <laughs> between yeah. Oladipo and uh, and John Wall. They'll have yeah, a very good just, defensive. This, this, this roster is just a mess now. Well, it's just like it. It's a classic example of a bunch of guys they blew that. It up. <laughs> well, it's a bunch of guys that they got from a trade that are kind of just mismatched together and. And they're just gonna throw it, throw it out center. there, and see what happens, right? Like they still don't have a center. Clearly, they're 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 entering like a refate, like a rebranding, yeah. rebuild, right now. This is not this the team is that they will a have. Tank. In yeah, a year. it's a tank, but it's not even a real tank because if they can't offload Wall and Oladipo, right? They'll still be guys, good enough to win some games, exactly, and they'll not bad enough than, to. They'll be better than Minnesota, right? They'll be better than. Like Cleveland, right? They'll be better than teams like that. So, so they're still gonna pick like tenth, which doesn't help you, right? Yeah. Man, there are no winners from this trade. Honestly, it's a rare trade with no winners. I uh, disagree. disagree. I mean, okay, except I think, for Indiana. I think Indiana. Yeah, except came for Indiana. Just fine. I mean, of the two majors, yeah, Indiana wins. Yeah. Because we we were having this argument, right? I mean, how do we think like Levert is better than Oladipo? I mean, here's the thing. Oladipo I think Ol- I think he's the bigger I think name, but Oladipo, yeah, is the bigger name because he was a starter. And of course, he had that one absurd season before he got injured, and like he's been decent since then. But he's clearly not the same guy. And so the Indiana got rid of Oladipo, who again did not want to be there. Which mm-hmm. that's always good when you can to get, get guy, something yeah. in return for a guy that does not want to be there long-term, right? Who you know is going to leave eventually. They got Levert, who offensively has the same capabilities of Oladipo, right? He's a guard, Plus and minus, he can yeah. score very, very well, right? And, like, yeah, maybe his defense isn't the same, but Indiana's a good enough defensive team yeah, they that they can, they can they handle it, the ball right? Bucket. Right, and Levert has shown at times that he can be potentially better than Oladipo on offense. I mean, Levert has like a, a couple games in his career where he scores like over 40, right? Where he just kind of goes off. And now with yeah. Indiana, he'll most likely start. So he he'll get more, he'll option, get more playing honestly. time. Who right, yeah, so like, that so, so he's not going to be on the nets in somebody's shadow, right, as he was for the last couple of seasons. So I, I think that is only going to be a good thing for yeah. the Pacers. And the Pacers get a second round pick, which, you know, it is what it is, but who knows? That could be something, but it's not a bad yeah. thing. I mean, I think, yeah. again, so, I think so the Pacers won this trade. Currently, this season, right, where he's not the number one option, he's in 28 minutes, give or take. He's averaging 18 and a half and four rebounds and some other stuff. So, extrapolate that. Let's say he plays a starter share. Let's say he plays 
32 minutes. 34 okay. minutes. 30, yeah, 32, 34. So bump everything up by another 15%. I mean, it's not that he's going to be averaging 30, right? But he'll be averaging in the low 20s somewhere. Which with probably on, on five that or Indiana six team, boards and some assists, which on is On that fine. Indiana team is, is... It's not that much less than what Ole was doing. Yeah. The other thing is, I know I'm going to sound a little bit hypocritical here, but I think, so what? <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, but Indiana, they're a playoff team, but they're not going to contend for a title. They're going to get bounced in the first round, yada, yada, yada. So why are you praising them? Well, because they're young enough that that's not the best that this team is going to get with those players. Because yeah. Sabonis isn't done developing. You could argue Miles Turner isn't done developing. You could argue even Levert isn't done developing. We've never seen him be a full-time starter. Even Brogdon. Right? Even Brogdon. Even though he's like 29. And, and, also, <laughs> and also, you know, at some point, even if they say, okay, we can't win a championship with these players, which is likely, those players are still going to have tremendous value that they could then trade for other people. Mm, so yeah. as long as your assets are, are still appreciating, there's nothing wrong with being a five seed and getting bounced in the first round by the Bucks or the Celtics. Hey, I also think I also think uh, free agents are sleeping on Indy as a, as a place to live. Yeah, it's cold in the winter. Right. Well, I think that it's going to be the kind of it's going to be the kind of place that attracts free agents that. That are looking to to win maybe above other things, right? I I, mm. I know that there's because, not many of those these days, unfortunately. No, I I understand that, but I think that I think also that their best chance is going to be through the trade. I I know that yeah, Beal hasn't expressed a lot of interest in going there, but if if they could swing something together for that, even if they have to give up, let's say a Levert or a Sabonis, I mean for Beal to do that, and and then and then. And then you just kind of accept that. But it's, it's an intriguing, we're speculating a little bit too much. It's an intriguing but situation, and they're not in a bad spot. They're in a good spot. Well, let's let's go back to the Nets really quick, and I just want to point this out so we can talk about the standings. Nets right now are at sixth place in the East, seven and six overall, and they haven't looked good this season, really. No. I mean, they started out on that really hot streak, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, the Nets then are going to go undefeated and they're going to win the championship, right?" Then Kyrie went MIA. And guess what? They're seven and six now. They are five and five in their last ten games. Well, uh, and the thing is, they're they're just they're mad and consistent, right? They beat the Nuggets, which are a good team, and then they get clapped by the Thunder, and it's like, okay, well, they're just again. I mean, uh, again, I know that the Harden trade is something they had to do, and I get it. And yeah, they'll be good, right? They'll make the playoffs, but. In, when it comes down to it, I don't think they. I don't think they win at all. I still think the Milwaukee oh, no, Bucks no, no, will be no. could beat can beat them in a in a seven game series. I think this. I think Boston also. Yeah. Call me a homer, but I think Boston's two best players are so well. They're better defensively, they're right? Names. They're better defensively. They average twenty six a game each. Well, like, but they're, also they're like, amazing. Also like they're great you, defenders. You put Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on, you know, Harden and Durant, and and I do think that they slow them down. Like yeah. I, I, and smart on Kyrie. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I think I, that I think the Celtics match up really well with the Nets. Yeah, I think they the, do. Uh, I think the Bucks do as well, right? Because you got a bunch of long athletic guys that got can a bunch of long defend really kids. well. I mean, yeah. but well, let's look at the standings because we talked about this last week when we were talking about the NBA and we were saying how trending oh up, it'll it'll down. it'll even out soon and it and it pretty much has. I mean, the only team really in the East that still hasn't quite gotten to where they we thought they would be is the Heat. They're they're and the just, Magic. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying. I think the Heat haven't haven't started that upward trajectory yet because they're no. still ha they still have a really rough start to the season. I, yeah, we think the Magic will fall out. I mean, they have lost three straight. 
uh, after going four or five and five and zero or four and zero, whatever, to start the season. Yeah, they they've not looked that was not, not looked last. great. That was not gonna last. They have not looked great. And but, uh, I mean, the bottom of the Eastern playoffs, they're kind of shaping <coughs> how we expect. Hornets in there. Hawks in there, paces around the middle, and then the top is Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. Kind of yeah. What we and, and again, I, I think the Heat will will get up there eventually. But otherwise, the East is pretty much what we thought it would be. Yeah. Major disappointment: Siakam and the Raptors. I they told you. God awful. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, I'll, I'll take my I'll take my love that for that. That team they, just has that team just has nothing. They have no firepower anymore. They they essentially have two two players that are. Are yeah, good. Siakam, Siakam was kind of getting exposed as a lot of that was Kawhi Leonard just being taking so much attention off of him. I mean, but hey. it's to be expected after you lose arguably the best hey, player. Siakam going to be on the trading block soon at this rate. I mean, Indiana. everybody is because Pay that attention. team is going to have to look in the mirror and oh, yeah. realize that they are not what they were yeah, gonna, last year and the year before. Up. They're going to have to blow it up, and they're going to yeah, they're going to have to start but I think, all over I think again. That both of their players. Because they don't have personality issues, their players are going to be sought after by everybody. Yeah, because they fit on everything. Well, and they're, you look at the way you look at the style of basketball they play; it's very yeah. team oriented. It's a little bit like the Pacers, right? Where it's like yeah. everybody plays a role, right? They play hard, and they're they make smart yeah. decisions. I don't know like, if by the trade players. deadline, but by the end of the season, one of those two dudes. Oh yeah, you telling me a gone. playoff team's not going to want to invest in like a Fred VanVleet or Siakam or yeah. Lowry? Yeah. Yeah, especially Lowry because of how good he is at defense, right? Uh, and then w- let's look at the West again. It's apart from the Nuggets, pretty much what yeah. we expected in terms of the eight, one through eight seeds, right? And I think the yeah. one surprise is probably the Spurs at this point, and they're in the eighth seed. Uh, and I think, and the uh, Nuggets will have no last. issue getting to the top because Segway Jokic might be. I mean, Jokic is the top five player in the NBA at at this. Jokic is at this moment probably better than that. I would say behind. Hot take, hot take alert. Oh no! Behind LeBron, he's the best player in the league. Uh, I'm not gonna go that far. Uh, I think he does. I know Durant, right? But he's coming off of an Achilles injury. Obviously, Durant healthy. Kawhi is, is still Kawhi is still better than. Uh, how many how many tennis games does Kawhi have in his career? Hey, listen, listen. Guess what? You know who else has like tennis games? Uh, I'm sure like Raymond Felton has a tennis game. Okay, like, yeah, but he's not a but center. Like, but. <laughs> <laughs> just I I I, I, I don't know, know if you ask NBA I know, GMs if they'd rather have Kawhi or Jokic. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jokic, right, is one of the most skilled players in the NBA, and yes, he averages essentially a triple double this season as a center, which is impressive and unbelievable. But I'm not gonna sit here and say I would rather have Jokic on my team than Kawhi. What? Oh, absolutely not. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have to agree to disagree there. Oh man. I think I think. Here's the thing. Kawhi is obviously an elite defender, right? But I think that, like, it's the same thing when people were comparing LeBron to Kawhi, right? Because Kawhi is a better defender than LeBron, too, right? And he shoots about the same rate. But the difference is the playmaking. Mm. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron can go out in any given season and be like, I'm going to average 10 assists and only, like, three turnovers a game. And he can go and do that. Jokic can go and do that. Kawhi can't do that. Kawhi can count on two hands, like, the amount of eight, even eight assist games that he's had in his career. Jokic goes out and gets one every Wednesday. It's it's just a completely different level of floor general ability there. I, and I don't know if you're trading a little bit of defensive versatility on the wing for 
just complete and utter dominance of a floor general. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I mean, fair. Agree, disagree. The Mavs are going to benefit hugely in the next two weeks, though. Mark my words. I mean, KP coming back. Kristaps coming back. Let's see yeah, if he can and, play for more than, like, a week, though, before getting injured yeah, again. And, and, Don, and Don Listen, is getting I, out of that funk. Obviously, like, I'm a little bitter because Kristaps Porzingis kind of <laughs> was a little bit of a diva at the end of his. I mean, yeah, obviously, <laughs> management screwed him a little bit, but also he was a little bit of a diva. Um. That I mean, I and looking back on it now, it was probably the right move to trade him because the dude is cannot stay healthy. As good as he is, and he's very good. Believe me, I would love to have him on my team, but he gets injured more than anybody I've ever heard of. Seven four. Dude. I know. The new ball is the same thing. I know, but my goodness, right? Like there are other seven footers in the league that don't get injured quite as often as Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, he's made of glass. And yes, he's he is very good at basketball. Once again, I cannot make that clear Any enough. <laughs> but if you look at that trade, the Knicks have won that trade because guess what? He has barely played for the Mavericks. But if he can stay healthy, obviously that team is already very good, and with him, they're only better. So yeah, yeah. it will. I mean, if he can stay healthy for them. That will be huge for the Mavericks, who are, again, like you said, starting to round nicely into form. Yeah. And I think that people are going to pay too much attention to (coughs) Luka's three-point shooting. And I know he started off the season terribly. In the month of December, he shot Kelly Oubre-esque numbers Okay, let's not go that far. I mean, he shot shot 9.5%. He shot 9.5%. Oubre shot like 4%, so. Anyways, but recently, he's been shooting... You know, 35, 36. And look, he's not Kevin Durant, right? He's, he's still not gonna averaging shoot. 27 yeah. he's, a game with eight yeah. assists per game. He's he's not going to shoot 40% from three. But if he can be 36% on on high on high amounts of shots, that's all you want, mm-hmm. really. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, an, a team that doesn't really get talked about much so far this season, the Jazz are 7-4. and four. They're in third place. I mean, they've done it kind of quietly, but hey man, maybe we Rudy all thought Gobert they'd be. Doesn't suck. We all thought they'd be good, but they've been yeah. flying under the radar. Again, Golden State's a lot of these team-oriented teams kind of fly under the radar, right? Yeah, I guess because they don't really have anyone that's dropping thirty a game every night, or they do, and he's just a quiet guy like Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Donovan Mitchell's not averaging. 30 no, he's not. A I don't think he's though, averaging so. thirty. Um, but um. What's his name? Uh, last night, Nikhil Alexander Walker dropped thirty-seven points on the Clippers. Um, also, shout out to Tyrese Maxey for dropping forty yeah, on thirty-three yeah. shots on the, on the game. In the game where they had seven of, players. Yeah. Shout out to Quinn Matthias getting the first career start and hitting the game winner the other day in OT versus Heat. Got a shout that out to Boilermakers. Love to see that. Uh, Might be the best Boilermaker in the NBA right now. <laughs> No. Probably, what, him or Antoine Moore? I mean, yeah, I mean, we all know Carson's better than Dakota Mathias, but... Well, yeah, but yeah, he, he plays on the Celtics. He, he plays in the Celtics, which has a lot of guards. <laughs> um, anyway. Hashtag uh, free Carson. <laughs> also, last last night, not last night, last week, we talked about LaMelo being close to the triple-double, and then, like, the day after, Finally he got, got the triple-double, so that's fantastic timing. Man, he looks Our really part, good, honestly. He looks really he looks good. Really good. And, and what youngest player ever in NBA history to get a triple yep. double? So that's 
insane considering Luka Doncic. He almost got it against his brother too, which would have been really funny. Yeah, yeah. We actually talked about that last time. Lonzo versus Lamelo. I think, I mean, we talk a lot about the top of the standings, right? Let's look at the some teams on the low end as we kind of start to plan out how the various tank jobs of the season <laughs> are going. The thing is, it doesn't seem that any team is just blatantly tanking, like trying well, to again, I feel like all the teams are trying to win, but just suck. But we we, we talked about this last week. It's because the new tank, the new... Yeah, the new lottery. The new odds. lottery does not really incentivize you to be the absolute worst team in the league. And I think teams now are yeah. starting to realize, like, oh, we can still win some games and potentially get the first pick. Right, and like, there's no incentive to being the absolute worst because you, yeah, are not guaranteed to get the first pick. See New York Knicks, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, okay, obviously, which is nice to see. A bit of it's a, nice to see because it does look I can't like even be mad because they're trying. It does. It does seem as though even the worst teams in the league are trying. I mean, they may not be good, yeah. but they are trying. Yeah, I mean, looking at the bottom of of, of each day, so in. Just talk about the bottom five, just to cut it off somewhere. Mm-hmm. So in the West, we got a, we got Thunder, Kings, Pelicans, Rockets, T Wolves. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a it's a couple of different things. The Thunder are just in a transitional period, and they don't get. And they free already agents. have so many picks. Yeah, and they don't get free agents, so they they kind of know what they're doing. We're gonna build through the draft. We're gonna be bad for a couple years. Fine. The Kings are a mess, and we know that. I yeah, mean, they, but the, the Kings are always... They have good young players, but the, it just doesn't make sense why they're so bad, always. Yeah, it's like, some nights they look like the best team in the West, and then other nights they literally don't know what they're... Like, they don't know what they're they look doing. They like a De'Aaron team. Fox, and it's, it's a shame, because De'Aaron Fox is really good, and so is Buddy Heald, right? And somehow that team just still finds ways to be Well, how's bad. Bagley doing these days? I haven't yeah, heard his he, name at all. Bagley, Bagley's not very good. And his his dad had the audacity on Twitter to be like, Kings, trade my son. It's like, uh, maybe you should have your son, like, create some trade value for himself by playing well. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't happen. So. Pelicans, I mean, as as exciting as Zion is, I think we're all kind of getting to the realization that he is the guy who he can score a lot of points and play kind of defense, well, sort of. But I think we also not... are finally, I think people are finally realizing like that team clearly needs somebody else, right? Yeah, I think people Lonzo's people overestimated how much of a role Zion would have. They thought he'd be LeBron, where he's like scoring, passing, defending, rebounding, right, doing all that, and just dragging a team. The thing him, is, he's not, not that. he's not taking over games, right, in the sense that you people thought. So it's very apparent that that team needs a a score, right? Somebody that's that's gonna be a shooter or stuff like that, right? Because you got Lonzo, great great defender, great passer. Right, you've got Zion, great rebounder, very physical, athletic, right, good on transition, stuff like that. But you're missing, you're still missing a couple pieces, and like they're a good young team, right? I'm not concerned about the Pelicans in any no. any stretch of the stretch of the definition. The Rockets we've talked about are a mess. Yeah, we know that, but the, okay, they at least are embracing the suck, and they're going to be at least now they have a a, a glimmer plan. of a direction. Well, they have a plan, and the T Wolves, man, like. <sighs> We talk about them every week, and it's just it's scary. They should not be as bad as they are. Like no, they shouldn't be good, but they should not be last they, in the West. Well, here's the thing, right? I look at their roster, and and I heard somebody talking about this in the NFL, and it's the same in the NBA. It's, do we really think the T Wolves roster is the worst roster no. in the West? No. No way. No. It's not worse than the Thunder's roster. It's not worse than the Kings' roster. It's not worse than even the Pelicans' roster. 
Yeah, I, I yeah, really Yeah, Harden is probably better than the Rockets roster. They have Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> and D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo and Russell. And then they have uh, Anthony Edwards and the okay. guy they drafted last year, Jarrett Culver, right? Like, like they, they should have, suck this they hard. Should, they should not There's be no reason they're so bad. Yeah, no, that team's I don't understand it. I, I don't even get it. Because yeah. it doesn't seem... Like, it seems that no matter how many good players they get, no matter how many... They don't miss on draft picks. That's the crazy thing. Even as much as we joke, like, about Andrew Wiggins, right? Yeah. I mean, he was the consensus number one prospect in that class, and he ended up kind of okay. He's not garbage, right? They don't miss picks. There haven't been anybody that the T-Wolves pick. Like, Zach Levine, they hit on him. Cat, they hit on him. Wiggins, they pretty much hit on him. Mm -hmm. Edwards, it's looking like he's not going to be, I mean, he's he's not going to be amazing, but he's not going to be trash. Right, he's athletic enough that he'll like be in the league in five years. He's not yeah. gonna, you know, just like go and play in Turkey. Yeah, it just no, it doesn't. They just can't put it together. It doesn't make I mean, sense. It's, it's not. It's not very, not very good. And the thing is, some games they keep close, and the other games they get blown out. I mean, they got blown out by twenty by the Wizards, and the Wizards are terrible too. Well, they got blown good transition. The... We'll talk about the bottom five in the East: yeah. Cavs, yeah. Bulls, Wizards, Raptors, Pistons, and all all five teams are bad. Right. And yeah. I, mean, I would I mean, say in the East, there's less of a team like the Timberwolves where it's like, how are you bad? What are you doing? Like, how can you not figure it out? Like, well, all kind those teams of Toronto. Are, I mean, yeah. kind of Toronto. Again, I thought they would be Toronto bad. Toronto shouldn't Did be Did I think bad. they'd be 2-8 to yeah, start but the season? Be. Probably not. But I still thought they would be They would be. Bad. Well, again, are they the 14th best roster in the East? Like, no <laughs> I mean, they're better. Their roster is better than the Bulls. It's better than the Cavs. It's better than the Knicks. Right? I mean, because at least here's the thing. The Cavs, you can be like, well, they're just young. And their young players are playing yeah, pretty same good. With the Bulls. Yeah, same with the Bulls. The Wizards are a mess. The, the Wizards are, are like the Rockets. They're Pistons a mess. Pistons are an amalgamation the, of just not the very Pistons, good players. Okay, I also kind of don't understand why the Pistons are so bad. Because the first Blake Griffin year, like, did they make the playoffs? I know they were like mm-hmm. a 7 or an 8 seed, but they made the playoffs. I can't remember. Like I think they did. They, they, they made, they well, made it's just like the Pistons are a weird... The... the Pistons have a weird situ- situation, right? Where they they always were that, that eighth seed fringe playoff team for a couple years. So they when just... Andre Drummond was there, yeah. Yeah, so they never got... Yeah, when Andre Drummond and like uh, Reggie Jackson were there. Reggie right? Jackson, yeah, that's who it was. They were always like a fringe playoff team. They never got great picks. They were always picking in the middle of the first round, right? So they weren't bad, but they weren't good. And then... In order to salvage it, they were like, "Oh, we got to sign like veteran free agents, right?" So they they traded for Blake Griffin, who, you know, unfortunately, he's past his prime. It's not what he was, um, and so now they're stuck with like him. And he really and then, declined this year. Like he really declined this year because he was still over twenty points a game. Well, he was still so over twenty points injuries. a game the last couple of years, and he's at like fourteen this year. But even like this team, the Pistons, this is the worst roster in the East. Yeah. So they deserve to be in last because as good of a season as Jeremiah Grant is Jer- Jeremy, having, yeah, Jeremy Grant. the rest of this team is just. Well, I mean, that's their the thing is like would not be starters on even an average. Well, that's team. the thing is like their team is bad, like, and they were like we had to sign a free agent, so they signed Jeremy Grant, who was like probably the most affordable free agent because he's not really like a superstar, right? In that he's free agent, kind of now, into one. now he's <laughs> playing really well, but. It, is that something you can build a team around? No. No. Right? And he's, and he's having good stats because this team is so pitiful that he's the only guy who can put the ball in the hoop. Yeah. Let's be real. Yes. He's not a 25-point-per-game player on a good team in the NBA. He's just not. 
Like we saw him on the Thunder. Yeah, and the he's Pistons a twelve point like, per game guy Pistons, on a good team. The rest of the roster is just kind of a bunch of thrown together. Yeah, stuff thrown together, and it's just it's, not it's very dudes good. Dudes that they picked off of other teams like Josh Jackson, mm. right? Plumley, Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, like it's Frank Jackson, Sadiq. Be- like these are dudes who they just picked up. There's no blueprint for randomly. That team. There's no plan. This team they don't have a young star to build around. Yeah, at least I can't blame the organization or the coach too much because it's like, well, this personnel is just bad, mm-hmm. so you have to just blow it up, and you're in the process of blowing it up. Yeah. So I mean, fair enough, mm-hmm. right? Who is that guy they drafted at Marquette a couple years ago? Henry Ellison was his uh, name. Henry Ellison. Is he That's still on the team? I mean, he, he was never good, so... Yeah, but he got drafted really high, and he just busted completely, right? Yeah. Um, I doubt he's... I mean, he's probably still on the team, but... Uh, actually, team. he is not. Oh, he is I'm not... so shocked. Yeah. He <laughs> is on the Raptors... <laughs> oh, dear. He's on the Raptors G League team, man. Oh, no. I yeah, it wasn't man, even, he busted out, really. Although, I don't know. I don't even know if he's still in the in the G League. Like, he's just... I don't know what's up with him. But, again, shows you why the Pistons are in the spot that they're in. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, just the first couple games with Harden on the Nets. Yeah, I mean, I really think... Obviously, like two, three games is too small of a sample size. If no. we see fifteen games and we see that that they're figuring it out, we will be the first to admit that we messed up. This is just what we think, looking at it, you know, at a Today. surface level right now. Because it would be cool. No, right? I mean it would be interesting to see, right? Yeah. Because all of a sudden there actually would be a legitimate threat in the East to Milwaukee and Boston, but. I'm a skeptic. I am a skeptic. Yeah. Uh, Very let's see, we got we got Purdue hoops on tonight, so we'll have that out tomorrow, and um, and if, a lot of NFL this weekend, so we'll have a bunch more content coming out uh, just in the next couple days. So until tomorrow, we'll see you next time. <laughs>